0: The opinions of Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gow Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gow Media station. This will do it. This will do it. Scott Drew's dream comes true. Coach Drew and Baylor complete college basketball's greatest. It is our privilege and honor at this time to award the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship Trophy to head coach Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears. God has blessed us with unbelievable players, the people that have come for 18 years to put in work, our fans that have been with us for the lean years, the good years, and our administration, President Livingstone, Mac rhodes they all deserve this. The city of Waco deserves this. Texas we got a national championship too the state deserves it
1: well hey it's a really really tough one to end a storybook season on but listen Baylor just they they, they just beat us they beat us in every facet of the game tonight and uh, uh deserve all the credit and obviously it's we're all disappointed in here but you know as I told the guys like you know you make it this far and and you're 31-0 and going into the last one, the last 40 minutes of the season. There's absolutely nothing you should ever feel bad about. And they'll look back on this season as time passes as, uh, as something just uh, amazing and uh, incredible. But, it, again, just hats off to Baylor. They, they dominated us on both sides of the ball.
2: Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports.
3: Yeah, if only the Zags could score as often as Deshaun Watson.
0: Hey, let's have some fun today. It's a Tuesday on The Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a
3: Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Power, the Falcon, A.J. Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 or get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. Twitter is at Fred Power, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at degenerates 975 You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can uh, watch us on Twitch for one of the few days this week. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Tuesday. Usually you guys bring a lot of nonsense. Don't bother today. We're just going to have some fun. Happy Tuesday, Freddy boy. What is going on, my man? Sports and stuff, man. Sports and stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. There's a new champion, as
1: they would call it.
3: There is. And... I, it's okay with you, I'd like to start with that before we get to the... Uh, it's probably a good place the, to start. The gruesome stuff. Okay. Uh, boy, I, uh, uh, that game was over at halftime, just like the UH game. It, it was... Uh, they're it's over before halftime, it felt Yeah, like. I mean, it, it was... Uh, the only thing I did right was I live bet Baylor as soon as I got home, and it was... Uh, I think they were up 5 to nothing, and just after watching a couple minutes of it, it's like Gonzaga cannot keep up with these guys. Uh, it, it was just – and it just got worse from there.
1: Well, I didn't live bet them. Uh, and luckily, I did, I I resisted the urge to live bet Gonzaga when they were down at half. Uh, and I was like, nah, I'll just ride it out. And yeah,
3: ordinarily, that's that's a play I would make. But just they watching just, them, there they was They just no way. cut it to 10, though.
1: Yeah. Uh, they were getting to the line, and it was like, man, if they figure out how to cut down the turnovers, then they're – and obviously, I, I thought there would be some – Regression from Baylor from three and some improvement on Gonzaga's uh, shooting. And no, neither one of those things happened. Uh, Baylor just, uh, they had their way. Um, It was a really, really impressive showing. Uh, They shot 58% from three in the first half. It was like, okay, well, uh, that's, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't 58% like Gonzaga was playing great D and Baylor was hitting shots, kind of like UCLA did. UCLA hit some shots that they shouldn't have hit. Baylor was getting and hitting wide open shots. And it, I, whether it was confusion, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, like everyone was like, oh, I, I can't, no one thought Baylor would be more athletic than Gonzaga. Nope pretty much everyone thought they would be more athletic because Baylor's basically more athletic than everyone maybe not like Florida State that's about it but they they played their best defensive game of the year uh they and and really offensively they were they were brilliant 44% from the field 43% from 3 I mean that, that's that means they were missing more two point shots than they were three point shots which is pretty wild to think about uh, and and really, Gonzaga didn't didn't have an answer. Uh, Kispert was off last night. Another L for me. <laughs> Over two and a half threes. He had so many open looks, just couldn't hit him. Uh, and Drew Timmy, it felt like he was confused. It felt like he was getting outworked, which you'd never see. Um, and he was in foul trouble early in the game and never really got his way out of it. Uh, it, it was it, it basically Jalen Suggs was the only guy on Gonzaga that played well. Uh, and he didn't play nearly well enough to, to, to make up for the fact that Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell and even guys like Macy Oteague were just having incredible days shooting the ball. And uh, it was about as lopsided as it gets.
3: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I do think that maybe the maybe the overtime game and the late game and all that did come into play because they looked slow. Uh, Gonzaga looked slower than they have. Maybe. It just and seems crazy to think that
1: 19-year-old kids who played five extra minutes are now, like, exhausted just two days ago. It's the biggest game of their lives. You have to be completely
3: exhausted to not be at your best. And, and, and especially with the mental stress that comes with this. And we've seen it before at the Final Four and I'm not I'm not surprised at all, frankly. But uh, because Baylor didn't have to play Saturday, they really didn't. Yep. They they played 15 minutes and put that game away. And guess what? They pretty much did the same thing last night. And they they were clearly the best team at the end. And I you know I I think Gonzaga could play with them on a you know, if they played 10 games. I think Gonzaga would win three. But oh, you think it's that big of a difference? Uh, I I do. Uh, I I think that. Uh, just everything that Gonzaga does well, Baylor does better, and it was the same thing they did to UH. Everything UH does really well, offensive rebound, play defense. Baylor did better, and, and that's you know I, I just I, I thought that uh, I was disappointed that it wasn't a good game. Oh, for sure, uh, because I thought it would be closer than that. But you know, it, it was it was clear who the better team was from the beginning.
1: Yeah, I won't go as far as that. I, I mean, I, I will admit. I was wrong to say Gonzaga is a class above Baylor. They're not. Uh, but I, I think if they play it 10 times, I think it could be 5 and 5. I, I, I think that Gonzaga shot so poorly last night, it's hard to imagine them doing that repeatedly. Uh, but a lot of it was of Baylor's doing, certainly. I, I just, the, I get, here's what I knew was going to happen if Gonzaga did lose a game in this tournament. What I knew what the narrative would immediately be, and it's that, oh, they just don't play in a tough enough conference. They weren't ready. I hate that because the truth of it is, Gonzaga and Baylor, their strength of schedule is separated by like a hair. It, it, it's there's basically nothing separating it, and it they didn't lose last night because they weren't battle tested and they weren't ready. They I, I think Gonzaga was battle tested. They were ready. They just got outplayed last night, and that happens. the The beauty of this tournament, and really why people love this tournament, is there's so much variance, and one bad day can send a 16 seed out to a one or a one seed out to a 16 seed. Like that's that's the appeal of it. Like the best team doesn't always win. The the the, sometimes they do, and maybe last night they did. But any given day, a team can look great. Or a team can look terrible i i don't think we need to look too deep into well gonzaga plays in a bad conference they just weren't they weren't ready for something like baylor because they were ready for something like they they well
3: they they were they were tested on saturday i mean they, they 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 were battle tested that wasn't the the issue baylor just was better and maybe they were only better for two days but well, they were better during the final four they were the better team and when you get down to them, it's why I, like I said, gave up on UH when they got down to them early. There was no way they were coming back. And, and I think some of the, the missed shots, the threes and things like that, that Gonzaga usually makes, a little thing called pressure comes into play, especially when a team is hitting every shot the way Baylor was. Uh, suddenly you start shorting those shots a little bit. You force them. You go up a little. And I don't think that Gonzaga played terrible until they got down and tried to get back in it. They just weren't going to come back against this team. And Baylor played great basketball. And it was, it was actually, it was fun to watch just how well they played. And, you know, so I I mean, I I think those narratives are easy when a team loses, they're stupid. I mean, that's a really good basketball team that just happened to run into a a team that was playing at an incredibly high level and they weren't able to deal with it. And I think there were a lot of factors for it, but, uh, you know, especially, especially when they got down, you could see him pressing and and Suggs was the only guy out there who could do anything for him. And everybody else, you you could see it in their faces. It was getting to them. And you could also see how confident Baylor was, which I know that look because I saw it Saturday.
1: Yeah. So Uh, asymmetric risk says, AJ, your bet on the Zags had logic behind it. The line move was driven by the last thing the public saw. Well, and that's the thing. Sometimes the public, if the public always, uh, if the public always lost, no one would play. I mean, that's, that's the way it works sometimes. Um, IOT town I disagree with, said UCLA beat Gonzaga. The, the Zags got lucky to get to the ship. I think if anybody got lucky to make that a game, it was UCLA. I, I disagree completely with that. Uh, so, And he said beat meaning if not for the charge, which, well, that was, A, a blatant, blatant charge, but there's there's 50 moments in that game. Well, if that didn't happen, it wouldn't have gone to overtime. If that didn't happen, it wouldn't have gone to overtime. I, I don't get that, but as far as, as Baylor... They, they just, we talked about if if we saw the best of Gonzaga versus the best of Baylor, it would be fun. And we saw the best of Baylor against a not best of Gonzaga, and that's what you get. when the, At this level, when a team is elite the way Baylor and Gonzaga are, if one of them plays at their best and the other doesn't show up, it can get really ugly, especially in a game where everybody's got added pressure on them and you, see those shots, once one or two of them don't fall, it feels like none of them are ever going to fall. Baylor got up to a 7 nothing lead in about a minute and a half, yeah. and I was like, uh-oh. One of them was like an offensive foul on Suggs in the first minute and a half. I was like, oh boy, this, that's not a good start for Gonzaga. This thing could could sort of roll out of control, and it certainly
3: did. Yeah, and, and it's, like I said, it's the same thing we saw Saturday. They just took control of the game, and they never relinquished it. And, yeah, I mean, Gonzaga did get it to 10, but at, at no point did I ever think that they were going to get much closer than that. And because Baylor made some really good adjustments in the second half, too, and started pulling away from them. And they just were the better team last night. Yep. All right, quick break. A lot to get to. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. two five.
0: Is the Blitz on ESPN 975. All
1: right, guys, let me tell you about TGS insurance. You want to save money on your homeowner's insurance? TGS, a great way to get it done. And they make it simple. All you got to do is send a text. You text the word money to 232323. They've already shopped all the uh, homes in your area. They know what you could be paying for homeowner's insurance and they know how much money you could be saving. So you just got to ask them. They're going to send you a a full and firm insurance quote within fifteen seconds after you give them your address, and there's no obligation. If you don't like the quote, okay, cool, throw it away. You don't have to you don't have to deal with it. Chances are good you're going to save some money though. Uh, and guys, I, I've I saved over a thousand dollars myself on my homeowner's insurance. The average customer saving over nine hundred. Guy here in our office saved twenty six hundred bucks. So you could save some real money there. Why wouldn't you do it? Uh, they're going to get you out of your old policy, get you refunded on that. That's the law here in Texas. They have to refund you if you switch your policy and, uh, and get you started saving money, money right away. Text the word money to 232323 for TGS Insurance.
0: You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
3: And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want a Texas show or if you want to get in. And uh, I, I, I'm happy for uh, my Baylor friends. I have a lot of friends yeah. who went to Baylor. It, it's great to see a Texas team win. Uh, I you know, unlike Scott Drew, I could care less about the city of Waco. Uh, they they can go all Koresh as far as I'm concerned. But uh, uh, happy for the team, happy for for the Baylor fans that are out there, and uh, good good to see a team from Texas win. And you know they they played great the whole tournament. And, and you know at first I thought, well, I just haven't really played anybody. I just haven't really played anybody. And deeper they got, well, Hartford they,
1: did cover. Yeah, Hartford, So I Hartford mean did cover it but looks still. like they were the they were the only one that covered against Baylor this whole tournament. So clearly they're the real chance. Yeah, what was
3: what was the number?
1: 26 yeah.
3: some, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I I uh and you know it's funny because a lot of people wrote Baylor off when they had their post-COVID troubles. Well, but, it was it
1: was easy to because it looked they didn't look the same. They almost lost to, to Iowa State. Who won zero games in the Big Twelve all season, and it it was like it was down to the wire for Baylor to beat them, and then they lost to Oak State, they lost to Kansas, and it was like, oh, they're just not the same team. But it started with with that, uh, with that final with that final four run, or uh, once the tournament started, you could tell it was it was a different team.
3: Yeah the uh, they they played. The level they played early in the season throughout the tournament, and maybe even better at the end, i mean th- those last two games are probably their best two of the season, so um, but you know it was, it was a fun run, and you know, i 'm glad they got there, and you know Gonzaga's is going to win one one of these years i mean it 'll happen at some point they 're already favored for next year, which I think is a little silly to even do odds right now with all yeah. the transfers and everything else that are going to happen but uh well and
1: guys I mean. Multiple guys off this Gonzaga team are going to be in the NBA next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so yeah, it, there's no value in taking one of these teams, and really off this Baylor team too. Yeah. Uh, it, so and, and none of these it, none of these numbers have any real value in them right now. Um, if you're an NBA team, do you take Davion Mitchell over Jalen Suggs? I don't. But Dav- Davion Mitchell's stock is is way up there, and he is about as good of a two way player as you're going to find. Uh, because he is he is elite defensively and and he was really good offensively yesterday. So I, I still wouldn't take him over Suggs, but I'd take him over a lot of guys. Uh, I, I think he's he's a uh, he's certainly a lottery pick at this point, maybe even a top
3: five pick. Suggs kind of reminds me, and and you can laugh at this if you want. Uh, before he his. Injuries destroyed him. He reminds me of Brandon Roy a little bit.
1: Yeah, I tweeted that today. It, oh, some, someone asked me who who was his... Uh, it was Jong asked me, in ah. fact, who was his uh, his comp. And I said, he, he's got some Brandon Roy in him. It, it's He's got less of a shot than Brandon Roy did. Uh, but he's way better defensively than Brandon Roy ever was. Uh, and so I, I kind of gave us a, a second comp of Chauncey Billups. And I, I think he's, he's maybe a blend of those two guys. Um, and you know neither one of those are, are guys that you look at and go, oh, that's
3: that's the the, the perfect
1: player. You're not going to get a comp to a right a Michael Jordan or a, a yeah, Magic exactly. Johnson, but but if but Brandon
3: Roy was on his way
1: to being one hell of a player, Brandon Roy was a great player, just couldn't stay healthy. Chauncey Billups was a fantastic player who made everyone on his team better and won championship. I mean, these are so when you when you people want to hear comps of like oh that's who you would take with a number 1 pick he's a mix of Brandon Roy and Chauncey Billups all right bro well I, I mean well you
3: know how many number 1 picks have been a lot less than that yeah let's just yeah.
1: say deandre aiden wishes that he had brandon, brandon roy's career <laughs>
3: well uh, and i i would i also think Suggs is the kind of guy that when he gets to the nba his game will open up a little more i think he'd be an even better player i really do so, 780 ESPN. Lopez wants to know what's Mitchell's comp.
1: Uh, it, it's funny because he's got some like, and this is again, this is going to make people f- pissed off, but he's a little bit of Marcus Smart, but also some Donovan Mitchell. And if you're if you're some sort of a blend of that, yeah, I I, I would take that too.
3: Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with Donovan Mitchell? Yeah it's a pretty pretty damn good
1: player. So um yeah, I, I it's it's tough. I've I've heard Patrick Beverly too. I think he's he's more skilled uh than Pat Beverly, but he's a fantastic on ball defender. Um and his jump shots getting better. So yeah, I, I think he he's uh he's a pretty special
3: player. And Boontada asked Cunningham isn't the given number one.
1: He probably will be because he's six foot eight. And a point guard, and that everybody's gonna fall in love with that, but I don't think that he has the same it factor. Like so I I saw someone comp him to Luca and I I tried really hard not to laugh. Uh, so I, I, I listen, I think Cade Cunningham is good, but I, I I don't think he's like he's the guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's built to be a, a good team's best player. How about that?
3: Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, I saw flashes from him again. I think it's another guy that his game opens up a little in the NBA. But there were also times where yeah, Oklahoma State wasn't as good as they should have been if he were that great of a player. Yeah. So. Seven one three seven eight oh ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six.
1: Someone asked me about Drew Holiday for Jalen Suggs. I, I think that's that's probably a a, a reasonable comp too. I, I think Jalen Suggs has more offensive upside and he's more athletic than Holiday. But when you think about a, a you know, a really, really elite defensive guard, I, I think that's what he could be.
3: Any of these guys you think might uh, might surprise us and come back next year for any of these teams? Obviously, not those guys are all going pretty high. Um, yeah, I I I I
1: don't know that you're going to get a, a a shocker who who stays in. Um, it it kind of sounds like I could see Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner staying um, at, at Michigan he's a guy who's who's a projected lottery pick I could see him playing one more year uh i could i could kind of see Jared Butler playing one more year uh, knowing that w- with his running mate gone it's going to be things will be more difficult on him but he's not he's not like a i don't know that he's going to be a super high draft pick anyway um but yeah for the most part most of the guys that you think are gone are they're probably going to be gone squeeze in a call Lawrence,
3: what's up?
2: Uh, hey, how you doing? Um, uh, um, the guy for Oral Roberts—he's he's a, he short. He's shorter than Evan Robinson, but he can get to the road. You think he'll be a good player in the NBA? Max Smith.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I do think he'll he'll be a good a good baller in the NBA. He's he's gonna have some. Um, I mean, he's he's got some physical disadvantages. Uh, they said they list him at six foot. I don't know that he's that he's six foot tall um but he and Kevin O'Banner both wanted to hear from uh they they both requested to hear from NBA uh draft advisors uh so they haven't put their names in yet but Max Acemons was the the leading scorer in the country this year the guy can score it's just physically he's he doesn't have the the attributes that NBA teams are looking for but there's a team I mean he he'd get drafted I'm sure um and he, he but he'd be a guy who probably spent some time in the G League.
3: Yeah, and there there'll be a couple guys in this draft that played in the G League too. that oh, yeah. uh, didn't play college basketball. Uh what about the uh, what about the kid from USC? Where do you, where do you think he's going to go? Evan Mobley. Mobley? Yeah.
1: He, so Mobley is kind of the, the the new age big. Uh he's got the size of a of an old school big, but he's he's very much he's not a post player. He's a I, I I've seen Chris Bosh comparisons. I think that might be generous, but yeah, I mean he it, they they are similar in a lot of ways. Uh, he's got a good mid range game. Um, he's he's a, a solid defender, although not a great post defender. Again, he's more he turns into more of like a wing on defense. Um, but he's he's a good player. I just don't know. He, he would he would have to fit into a, a system. He'd have to be he, not just any old team can draft that guy and plug him in. He's not like a a five. He's not what you're thinking of. Yeah. Like when you think of an NBA center.
3: And what worries me about guys like that is uh, uh, is as he fills out, you know, a guy that big whose body's not used yeah. to that, you you start having injury problems. And so I, I don't know about him long term, but he's he's an interesting dude. Oh, he's very and he's very skilled. Like he's a, he's a good player. He's just.
1: It's it's not what I would be looking for.
3: Alrighty, we are going to take a very quick break. He like there's a lot of people who call him like a uh,
1: one of the uh, an NBA unicorn because he is one of those guys. Like his size, he shouldn't be able to move the way that he moves. He is he's he's a problem, and he he's a good shot blocker. Like he, do, he he's a he does a like his body is really really intriguing. It's just the rest of it is kind of. Uh, All righty, we're going to take
3: a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5,
0: 92.5. My name is Bob Lee, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman.
3: And we're back on the Blitz. Your Astros are in action today. They are. I, I totally forgot they were playing in the middle of the day. Uh 2 to 2. Well, they get an off day, so I guess it's an early travel day and then they uh they play the that wonderful A's team on Thursday that they've already been spanking. Bullpen blew it last night, so everybody was melting down. Oh no! Yeah, you're only four and one. Just there's uh, there's a few more games left to play. I yep. wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, the interesting thing, though, was uh, even even Dusty was addressing the fact that the fans were dropping trash cans on him. Well, I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? Are, are, are you shocked? Oh, there's fans and they're booing and they're making fun. It's terrible. They should stop. Mm, stop it. Hey, I, I'm, I'm glad that people like that have something in their life that means something because anybody who's, well, I'll, I'll try to be delicate here, pathetic enough to bring a trash can to throw on the field. If, if that's what makes their life better, I'm all for it. I mean, you know, what does it hurt? I mean, unless it hits someone, then it would, hurt. yeah, well, and then you get to go to jail. So, yep. <laughs> and that gives you something to live for. Trash can guy. Uh, to me, trash can guy is like Twitter troll. That, you know, if it, if it, as Cheryl Crow once said, if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. So That's if, true. If, if She I, did say that. I remember. Yeah, yeah. And then she banged uh, one nut Lance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't really care that people do that stuff, and you shouldn't let it get to you. It's going to happen. Uh, you you kind of earned it, so you're going to have to go around the league and take your medicine and... Let the people with no lives enjoy themselves. IOT asks, will the Zags turn into Kentucky with one and done recruits?
1: I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I, it, I don't think they're going to turn away one and duns when they come. But uh, the fact that Kispert's a senior, Ayayi's a junior, and they it, he doesn't really go. Mark Few doesn't go after those kind of guys. Even Drew Timmy, who's not necessarily a, I mean, he's a sophomore, and he he may come back for his junior year. Uh, this team had one one-and-done guy. I, I, apparently, they've got another one coming next year, but my guess is that Mar- Mark Few is going to pick and choose which of those guys he brings in. And the the weird thing is, I people get criticized for taking one-and-done guys. It's like, what are you going to do? Just tell the best guys in the country, no, we don't want you here because you're only going to be here for a year? No, you take the guy and you you yeah. hope that he's a Jalen Suggs or a Zion Williamson or a Kevin Durant Uh, like a real impact guy who can not only give your team a shot at doing something special, but also bring attention to your school to make other guys
3: want to do it. Yeah, and I I think the most sustainable programs are the ones that, they have one of those guys every year, but then they also have guys that stick around for two or three years yeah. and give you some veteran leadership.
1: Kentucky's kind of a, I mean, they're they are a bit of a factory where they try to get by with all one-and-dones. And it I don't, it I don't is know hard
3: to win at all like that. I mean, it is. You have to get a team like they had with Anthony Davis that had five studs. Duke's almost turned into that. I think Duke has turned into that um, for the most part. So,
1: it, it, it's it's not as easy as it as it sounds uh, to to win in college basketball that way, but also I, I never blame coaches for taking those guys because you got to get the best players you can get.
3: Yeah, and it's when you start getting three and four of them that it it does get a little hard to sustain year to year because some of them miss. No matter how good you think a guy is, some of them miss, and. You know, if you miss on a couple of them and, you know, you don't have any other veteran guys around because you went all freshmen, then you turn into Kentucky this year. But also
1: remember, uh, you know, just a couple a couple of years ago when R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish yeah. and, and Zion were basically they were odds on favorites to win the tournament and they didn't because, right. you know, it's it's hard to put that together, especially when you, they're I think they're four best players because Trey Jones was also a freshman. Yeah. So their four best players were all freshmen. But what are you going to do? Tell those guys, "Uh, look, Eh, look, R.J. Barrett. We already got Zion Williamson.
3: We we, we don't need another one. No, you you take take them and you try to make it work. Yeah, and sometimes it does. But I'll be real intrigued because I think think you'll see Texas kind of become that school where they're going to get up. They kind of do it now, but I think Beard will build around that with some guys who will be there for a little bit. And then they'll get a couple one and duns every year, and I'll, I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Hell, Baylor's, you know, Baylor's in that position now too. Yeah, I mean they get God, they get such good athletes, so I mean it's you know. But but the cool thing is, man, we're seeing different teams now, and
1: well, you know, with Texas Tech or what, what Beard did at Texas Tech is he he took uh, he took transfers and he took. He took guys that he knew were going to be there. They were going to end up being upperclassmen. And he got his first five-star kid this year. And he, the guy left after 12 games. Yeah. I mean, it just it didn't work out because he, he he didn't want to play for Chris Beard the way that Chris Beard wanted him to play. So, and that's, sometimes that's a problem with guys like that. Like, it's a, it takes a certain fit. Uh, to to be at a program like that,
3: well, and that's you know that's how Kelvin's building it at UH. You gotta you've got to yep. play the way that, that his guys play, and you know, not that he's gonna say no to a guy like Quentin Grimes when he wants to to transfer there, but he's gonna get a lot of transfers, and I think that's uh I think that's just fine. But when you look at how college basketball has gone over the last few years, it's not this isn't like football where it's Alabama or Clemson. And that's about it, you know, or LSU pops up one year, Ohio State pops up one year. Realistically, there's maybe five or six teams that can win and 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 that gap isn't getting any smaller. but in in basketball, you can see a program like Baylor grow into this in, in Gonzaga, and you know you, you can see UCLA get back to the final four, and at the same time, where the North Carolinas and the Dukes and the Kentuckys are not very good. And it's always going to be easier at those programs to to have a sustained, you know, to have sustained success. But, you know, I, I think you can do it other places. And you've always talked about that. It's like, it doesn't really matter if you're a so-called power five. I mean, you can, you can win just about anywhere. Yeah. And so. Mark
1: Fuse said as much, he's like, we're trying to build the West coast Duke out here. Yeah. And that that'd be a pretty good
3: accomplishment. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, Hey, they're well on their way. You got to win some.
1: Yeah. But eventually, they're going to have to win one. And, 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 and once they do, I mean, you could see floodgates open. Yeah. Especially had they done it in this stop. And it's funny because what do you think happened? Like, cause it, and I never thought, oh, this is the best team in the last 20 years. Like, I thought all season long this Gonzaga team was really good. But the best team in the last 20 years stuff that started getting kicked around the last couple of weeks I thought was maybe hyperbolic. It, it what happens now that they lost a game do they suddenly are are they nowhere near one of the the are, the, are they the 20th best team in the last 20 years 20, like what how do they go down historically because it was a team that that lost one game yeah one game and played a, not didn't play like a garbage schedule and lost one game all season long I, again i don't think they're the best team in the last 20 years but I think that because they lost this game, they will not be remembered the way that they probably should be. Kind of like that, you know, the UNLV team that lost. Yeah. <laughs> now, luckily, they kind of had, they had uh, a, a tournament already, right? So they they were all, they'll always be remembered. Um. But yeah, they were better that next year, and yeah, and win. and really kind of you know, Jamma will never be looked at as one of the the greatest teams in college basketball history because they lost one game. Uh, you know, that the game they lost to North Carolina State.
3: Otherwise... Actually, they lost like three or four games that year.
1: No, but I'm, but I'm just saying that's what keeps them from yeah. being in the conversation. They would still be in the conversation as one of the great teams of all time. Record be damned. But if they win that tournament, I think people would regard that as one of the greatest college basketball teams ever because they didn't. They were good. I'm sure people will remember this Gonzaga team being good, but they're not going to be talked about. They're gonna they're uh, they a footnote now. It's pretty wild how that how quickly that can happen.
3: Yeah, but that's you know that's why it's such a unique event when you have the tournament like this, and and yep. you can have and like I said, it's why we love the tournament. Yeah, because it's not it's not a lock that the best team wins every year. Yeah, because what you do for the first thirty games really doesn't matter. And you know what? Who knows if Michigan had. Managed to get by UCLA and not missed every opportunity they had. Hell, they may have beaten Gonzaga. Yep. You know that that's that's the beauty of the whole thing. You just don't know. And you know, does UH get at the Final Four if Illinois doesn't choke? Probably not. I don't know. But that's that's what uh, that's what made and, it enjoyable. And who,
1: who does go if UH blows that game to Rutgers? Yeah, like Oregon State. There's one game. Like, every every game just has an impact on the next. I mean, that's what makes it so fascinating to me. And I, guess, I mean, I guess the NFL playoffs is sort of like that. And we've seen hell when when the Giants beat the unbeaten Patriots, they, they turned the, that Patriots team that would have been easily regarded as the greatest team of all time. They turned them into a footnote. Yeah, uh, it's pretty wild how that can
3: happen. Um, are you guys purposely trying not to talk to Sean and Texans? Or are you really three segments of college hoops interested about to go catch me some Coleman milk oh, drink away, sir? We'll get to Deshaun. We got three <laughs> hours. 3 hours on the show we will get to the whole Deshaun thing. Just so happens that you know Deshaun didn't play a game today just yeah. so
1: you know. I mean it...
3: yeah. All right. So well,
1: they, they, I mean a Texas
3: team won the national championship. I think
1: it warranted being discussed.
3: I, I I agree. And uh you know what? This guy with his erections and ejaculations isn't going anywhere. Yep. So we'll definitely get to it. Uh 713780 ESPN. I have to tell you about new breaks. And, uh, guys, you gonna do some travel this summer. You might want to get your brakes fixed first. You don't want to get on the road and then have some squeaking and grinding. Don't let that happen. And the cool thing about new brakes is you don't have to go to a shop. You don't have to go to a dealer. They'll come to your home. They'll come to your office. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have them come out and do the Cadillac and, and you don't, you can do whatever you want while they're doing it. Sit there and drink beer in your underwear and you're going to get quality service. They're convenient. They're 20 to 50% more affordable than shops and dealers on average backed by a 24-month, 24 24,000-mile 24, warranty. And uh, all you have to do is go to NewBreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off your service, and uh, they're going to get right back to you with a transparent surprise-free repair quote. And a lot of blitzers have said the same thing. These guys are great. They were super nice. They were affordable. They did everything you said they would, and that's what New Breaks does. dot com. Mention ESPN to get 10% off your service. If you're going to get on the road, to the summer new breaks.com.
0: Hindered fighting my fellow air, and I'm growing more bitter, looking for fresh air. When I'm looking up my window, I'm hoping the sun appears. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. Please come back to cool. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
3: And we're back on The Blitz. Your Astros have runners on second and third with one out. So, um, be God want to ask you guys have any interest in betting FCS football games. I'll probably check it out. Uh, I'll, I'll I may run some numbers now that now that we have a little bit of a sample size, but I've I've got enough to bet on right now. I got hockey and, and ponies, so I no Sam Houston. Anymore. It just
1: honestly it just feels like so much work to learn these players, and
3: yeah, it's. It, I know AJ does this too, but in a normal year, man, like I, I start getting the magazines in June and reading up on every single team and really just getting as much information as possible and trying to figure out who's got offensive lines back and who's got quarterbacks back that, you know, will be ready to jump on early. And I, I just don't know that I'm ready to put that kind of effort into the FCS. So there's enough games now, maybe. But, um, yeah, and speaking of horse racing, because I, I got kind of a nasty email from somebody today about how great he was. I'm just like, okay, um, we just wrapped up the meet twenty seven years now I've been handicapped in Sam Houston race park often doing my picks four days in advance on every single race ever run out there. No one's ever beaten me in a thoroughbred meet in twenty seven years on that tip sheet or in the chronicle domination homes and i've had I've been tied one time and I had the worst meet I've ever had <laughs> and then I got beat once in quarter horses, and that's it in twenty seven years so you know what? It, it, when, you're, when you're picking two or three races a day, it, it can be a much easier game. And when I'm betting for real, that's what I do. But for something like that, I feel uh, pretty good. At A32 says, Fred, you remember in the 1984 tournament, if SMU blocks out on the free throw, they beat Georgetown. And, yeah, so it would have been SMU in Houston and not Georgetown in Houston. Yep. So." Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. We'll, we'll, we'll get to your Watson nonsense at five o'clock and devote as much time to it as it deserves, which, you know, they, it's, I don't know if there's anything really new here, but somebody put her name on it and that's, I at least respect that. Yep. We've been
1: saying, hey, are they going to do it? And they did. Yeah,
3: yeah. and so we, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the press conference and, and some of the things that were said there. Uh, but we'll do that at 5 o'clock. Um, apparently Jacksonville State's running the table. Isn't that Deion Sanders' team? Uh, no, that's Jackson State. Ah. Ah. All right, then. Uh, Rainmans is a family member that actually kills betting NBA. I didn't know he does it, but he wins year after year. I have a friend who kills WNBA. A friend who kills tennis, <laughs> and they're good at it. So it's like, hey, I, you know, every now and then, I'll, I'll throw a few bucks on something they really like. Not for me, I, I'm not, but I don't, I, I do it because I don't have to study it. The stuff that I study, I feel pretty good about. So, um, seven one three seven eight zero, ESPN seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Um, so is it the uh, Tucker up there now? Yes. 2 outs, 2 on, runner second and third. Kyle Tucker who who looks like honestly he looks younger than your oldest son, even with the beard. <laughs> he he
1: is a he he is a youthful lad. Is that a bad thing? Mm. To be to have a youthful look to you?
3: Yeah, no, not really. I just uh, Of course, speaking of youthful looks, he just looked at a called third strike. Well, well. So, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah.
2: Does it consider running the table if you lose? What do you mean? Uh, Jacksonville State is lost.
3: Oh, okay. No, you're not running the table.
2: Making sure we clear that up. They're still in second place in their division. Okay. But yeah. Uh, how, awesome many, how many
3: games are they playing in, in this season? Because honestly, in, uh, with everything that we've had to play here for the last month, I haven't paid any attention. But I don't know. Oh Austin P beat him yes ha
1: suck on that Jacksonville State suck on that Cox Jacksonville State Cox by the way that's their mascot yeah just to be clear okay just just to be clear that's their mascot seven so is Austin P According good or did they just get lucky one game
2: uh they're in third place Murray State's w- is five and one. Jacksonville State is five and one as well. Okay. Uh, then you've got Austin P. Southeastern Missouri, Eastern Kentucky, Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, Tennessee Martin, and Eastern Illinois at one and five.
3: What, what about any of these Texas Texas teams? What are they? Listen, doing?
1: we're only talking Ohio Valley
3: Conference. No, no, right? I want to know what's going on in, in, in this great state of <laughs> Texas.
2: Uh, in the Southland Conference, conference, your Sam Houston State Bearcats are four and zero. Oh. Okay. There you go. Incarnate Word is three and one. There you go. Suck on that cards.
3: Anybody else of note?
2: Uh, Lamar's two and four. Okay. SFA S- hasn't played a conference game yester- yet, uh, but they're six and four overall.
3: All right. What about the uh, what about the swack? I know Prairie View's played a game because we advertised it. <laughs> it. That's true. Yep, Against you've
2: Green- got Jackson State in the lead. at uh, two and one in the East. In the that's, West,
1: that's Dion's team. Okay.
2: Yes. Uh, in the West, you've got Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's three and zero. And Prairie View is two and zero. Texas Southern is zero and two.
3: Hmm. All right. Maybe I'll spend some time looking it over this week. Uh, sp- speaking you of, when of you lo-
1: start saying those team names, I'm like, oh, this sounds terrible. Well, like, I have bet.
3: I have bet against. You know, I
1: really want to watch Alabama State versus grambling i figure but but you know what no
3: not last year but the year before when we still you know before the rona incarnate word was like only like a seven point dog to to texas state yeah and i remember hammering texas state and so now now i have some i have a starting point i bet against one of these teams already (laughs) granted two years ago but you know what now i can now i've got a place to start
2: uh, Deion's not doing too well. His team is three and two overall now. They're on a two-game losing streak. Oh no! So they started hot, but
1: but they're still everybody in else caught up. They then. don't care. Yes. They're good.
2: Well, they're second place in the uh, in the conference overall. Okay. Arkansas Pine Bluff is still three and zero.
3: Oh. All right. Speaking of Lamar, see Alvin Brooks got the uh, basketball job there.
2: Yeah, I kind of thought Alvin
1: Brooks Jr. would get that job. Uh, it seems like you'd want to go with more of a. I, I get going with the legend, but it's like, oh, well, I mean, they could just grab the legend's son, who, by the way, just won a national championship, uh, and that'd be a be a great
3: jumping point, and you could have him for years and years to come. But I, unless he turns out to be really good, in which case he's there for two years and goes yeah, somewhere else. I guess so. I, I don't think Alvin Senior has a another job in but beyond that's
1: another program. one of those things kind of like the uh do you take one and dones like are you yeah. gonna pass up on a really good coaching prospect because he might leave you if he gets too good you don't do that you take the guy if he's good and and if he's too good he leaves and okay you find the next guy and your program levels up a little bit because you had this coach yeah a uh, couple
3: people in, in Beaumont were asking me about alvin yesterday and it's like you know you know what i like alvin alvin recruited pretty well at, when he was at uh but i don't recall his years fondly as head coach oh no pretty good assistant here but yeah, yeah. but you know what different level maybe it works out maybe. maybe so um and your red raiders promote mark adams to head coach their assistant
1: yeah not a super sexy hire but it's a, a known commodity and he, so. he's
3: uh, allegedly was responsible for their defense yeah which pretty good deal right yeah so you never really know until the guy gets out there and does it but you know, that's uh so we'll see I'm, I'm i'm sure tech fan was expecting a bigger name but
1: and they could have gotten a bigger name but they that's who they like
3: and and maybe it works out yep so we shall see all right well guess what that wraps up our college basketball for the year. About there you that. go. Boom. Just like that. Yeah. You guys happy? We'll, we'll get to the we'll get to the, the pervy quarterback at five o'clock.
2: I had one more thing for you. Okay, go ahead. So after your talk about you know with Sampson at U of H, you've got Beard at Texas, Baylor obviously just won. Texas is in the best shape they've been from a coaching standpoint in college basketball history for the state. I decided to tweet it out yesterday. Now that Baylor's won, you've got Kelvin Sampson at UH, Chris Beard at Texas, you've got other coaches who are doing good things. Aveline Christian somehow is playing very yeah. well. How many times how many championships in the next ten years will the state of Texas win? I had three op- or four options. One, two, zero, or no team from Texas will make the finals in the next ten years. I'll go zero. Uh twenty percent agree with you. Okay. 44% said two, 28% said one, and 8% said no team from Texas will make the finals in the next 10
1: years. 44% said two? Yes. God. Texas
2: just got their first one since freaking
1: Texas Western Glory Road. Like, since, yeah, since That, that first, was my point. Is that, Since the first
2: all-black
1: basketball team.
2: Do it, people realize how difficult it is to make the finals? There are only going to be 20 teams that do that in the next 10 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and somebody but, yeah, tweeted over, at me
2: and said they're going to win more. The state of Texas will win more than two, and it won't be any of the coaches that I listed. Uh, that's impossible. So it, uh, won't I, be, I, it won't be Drew. It won't be Beard.
1: and It won't be, be Samson. Well, what's funny is I, I still think the best coach in the whole state is Buzz Williams. Yeah, well, that, and, that was and, the name
3: I was about to throw out. At the, and it,
1: and Buzz Williams is, is not winning anything right now. He's not I, winning two championships
2: in the next no, ten years. I'll no, bet.
3: no, and
1: I, and Buzz Buzz may end up being kind of like Shaka Smart, one of those guys where you know you, you're. Elite at a certain level, and you level up, and you're you're not there, and that that could certainly be
3: the case right now with what with what's going on with Buzz. All, All right. right, now we're
2: done with college. basketball.
3: Yeah, now we're done with college basketball, and uh, for those of you who have been desperately waiting to hear about Watson's ejaculations, we'll get to that in the next hour. Sweet, it's the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five
0: ninety two five. Drop Tap, my shabby in the gear. Drop the keys by my door. You go on my phone, we'll go from there. Drop everything. ESPN 975